With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Denver's talk station. I am Leland Conway. Text the show directly 57739. 57739. Text Leland to 57739. Just so you know, our email, or our text rather, is the only text line in the building that's actually secure from the government's prying eyes. Uh, B. Large is a specialist when it comes to internet technology, and he has built a firewall that is so impenetrable into our text machine. So your texts to our show are not overheard or read by the NSA. Now, that lovable curmudgeon in the morning, I'm not sure. I don't think he knows the back end where the plug is of a computer from the screen. So I'm not sure he's got the best Internet security when you're texting him if you're part of the gubernation. But if you're texting me, uh, your secret is safe with me. Just letting you know, 57739. Last to get to today, Representative Kim Buck was on with my friend Kay, uh, Mandy Connell, as I suspected and knew she would. She did a fantastic job. Uh, grilling him about his position on impeaching Joe Biden. We're going to play that audio because we hit him pretty hard the other day, and don't y'all deserve to hear his point of view on that. Uh, we will see. I, I still am not convinced. I don't know what he's up to. Well, anyway, I'll just let him speak for himself, and then we'll go from there. We'll get into that. Also, Christy Burton-Brown joins us at the bottom of this hour. We're going to talk about school choice and parental rights. Huge issue here in the state of Colorado. Huge issue nationally. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, I've got some audio from the Trumpster. Uh, that should be fun. Also, Gavin Newsom's hair is actually speaking now. Uh, guys, he's going to be the he's going to be the Democratic nominee. That's who it's going to be. It's going to be Gavin Newsom's hair. He's auditioning every day. He's warming up the pipes. He's getting ready. Already, there's an entire brigade at the White House whose entire job it is to try to make sure that Joe Biden doesn't trip. So, uh, so we've got that going on. I've got some audio from that that we'll get to here in just a little bit as well. Uh, let me see. I need to pull some audio sound bites over. Uh, we'll do that. We got a, a little Orange Man bad audio for later in the program, but I want to jump right into the Ken Buck stuff. So let's get started with that. Mandy Connell has him on today, and of course he's he seems to be look. And here's the thing: I'll say this one more time. If if his if he has a beef with the the Orange Man bad, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with his criticisms of President Trump. That's not my issue. My issue is how can you be critical of President Trump on issues regarding corruption? and turn a blind eye to what is clearly the most corrupt White House in the history of the United States, even besting Nixon in Joe Biden, because there's so much friggin' proof. That's my issue, and it feels disingenuous. So with that, he told Manny Connell, he said, no, 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 I'm not trying to get a job with CNN or any other news organization. Are you trying to get hired by CNN? No. <laughs> 
no, I'm not trying to get hired by CNN. I think that's, uh, you know, a way of uh, somebody, it was an anonymous source in leadership that said uh, that that I uh, was trying to get hired by CNN. And I think that's a way of trying to uh, dismiss my views as uh, somehow uh, appealing to um, a uh, organization that is sort of center left as opposed to uh, Fox News on the center right. But no, I am not uh, uh, applying to or, or trying to get hired by uh, CNN or any other news organization at this time. I have my hands full trying to work with others to, to keep this government funded. All right, fair enough. But why then? Why the glaring lack of desire to prosecute Joe Biden for his crimes. Uh, Buck says that he has discussed with cable news executives on how to get the GOP message out better. No, I have talked to um, all news organizations about uh, the uh, how do we get our message out better. Um, I've sat down with executives at uh, Fox and Newsmax and CNN and uh, NBC and, and talked to them about that. Um, and I have uh, talked to uh, uh, different folks about when I decide to retire or uh, what what am I, uh, how, how do I look at uh, the news media and, and uh, uh, moving on that I have not uh, applied for and I have not received offers and I'm uh, not in any kind of negotiation. Okay, that's very interesting to me. You know what that tells me the answer to the question he's trying to get a job at CNN is? It's the answer is yes, dude. <laughs> it has to be. That's equivocation. That's that's like, okay, when your favorite football team is getting ready to change coaches. Like your co- your favorite coach is like, like, okay, let's let's use this analysis. Let's say Coach Prime is uh about to get scooped up by some other big-time school. And everybody's worried, right, because we got all this hype around it, and I know there's a bad loss to Oregon, but whatever. Still, a lot of hype. They're still going to do fine. They're going to do just fine. This guy can build a dynasty here if he wants to. And and let's say, let's say we're five years into his dynasty building. And let's say five years from now, uh, CU is knocking on the door of, like, a national championship. They're winning conference championships. They're in the mix every time. They're in the top ten every time. Obviously, there's going to be some people come knocking on the door trying to get get trying to get themselves access to Coach Prime if that happens, and it probably will, knowing him. And when your coach is uh, entertaining those things, a lot of times what they'll say is, "I have no intention, right, right, or I have no. There's currently no plans for me to leave I, right now." Or my favorite one, my favorite one, because I used to be in sports radio. My favorite one is. Um, Right now, I'm just focused on the game that's right in front of me. <laughs> right right now, we're focused on Florida State next week. We got Florida State coming up here next week. I'm focused on Florida State. I'm not interested in that Michigan job. I'm, I'm focused on Florida State. That That's that's the same. Okay, I'm just. this is my opinion. I don't have anything to back it up. It's just, this is my opinion based on that answer. Does that not sound like that to you? No. I have talked to uh, all news organizations about uh the uh, how do we get our message out better um i've sat down with executives at uh Fox. that's a job interview dude that's that's a guy saying i'm about to leave congress and i want to be a pundit that's doing republican talking points from this point of view that's what that uh, is the uh, how do we get our message out better 
Um, I've sat down with executives at uh, Fox and Newsmax and CNN and uh, NBC and, and talked to them about that. Um, I'm not saying it's not a legitimate question to sit down with a news executive and say, what can we do better to get our message out? But what really is the point of that conversation with CNN? Because their goal is to make sure you don't get your message out. So what is what is the what is the point of that with a with a CNN right and Newsmax and Fox are all about getting the Republican talking points out. So you don't really, I mean, you don't need to go to Newsmax and say, hey, uh, how do we better get our message out as Republicans, right? I mean, Newsmax is doing all that water for you. They're good, man. They're over at the well pulling buckets out. Ah, we got the Republican buckets. Here's some more Republican buckets. More Republican. And the Fox is the same thing. Republican buckets. So you're not having conversations with Fox and Newsmax about how to better get the Republican message out. And it doesn't matter if you're having conversations with MSNBC and CNN about how to get the... All they're going to do is go, oh, so that's what he's going to say. We'll counter with this. I'm telling you, man, he job interviewed with him. I have uh, talked to uh, uh, different folks about when I decide to retire or uh, what what am I... Uh, how, how do I look at uh, the news media and, and uh, uh, moving on that I have not uh, applied for and I have not received offers and I'm See, uh, not in any kind of negotiation? That's the, that's the thing, right? Like, if you go and say, hey, man, you know, I'm probably going to retire in a couple of years. I'd, I'd sure like to be a pundit on your network. You guys think you got a spot for me? You're not negotiating. You're just floating the idea. That's all you're doing. You're just floating the idea. Of course you're not negotiating yet. Am I hearing that wrong? I hear that as Buck is saying, yes, I'm definitely trying to get a job in the media. After saying, no, I'm definitely not trying to get a job in the media. Anyway, he explains why he's against the impeachment inquiry. There is no need for us to uh, start identifying something as an impeachment inquiry. We have three investigations right now of Hunter Biden and any nexus to Joe Biden. Um, one in the Judiciary Committee, one in the Oversight Committee, and one in uh, the Ways and Means Committee. Those committees have uh, been doing a great job. The staffs have been doing a great job of gathering information. Witnesses have been deposed. Thousands, tens of thousands of documents have been reviewed. Okay, hold on a second. I just got, I got to ask a question. God, I'd love to talk to him. Um, if the committees have done a great job, gathering information how can you out of one side of your mouth say that and out of the other side of your mouth say there's no nexus to biden to joe biden because several of the people who have been deposed have directly implicated joe biden specifically hunter biden's former business partner has directly implicated you have a whistleblower from the irs that lays out the entire um the entire bribe scheme involving Joe Biden. Hunter Biden's former business partner doesn't go so far as to say, just to be clear and correct here, doesn't go so far as to say Joe Biden was in on it. And in fact, he used lawyerly speak to kind of avoid saying that, but you could tell by what he was saying that he was. So there are implications and there are plenty of them. I don't know how much bigger implication you need than Joe Biden's house being listed as the address for transfers of money from China. If you were if your address is listed as the receipt recipient on millions of dollars coming out of a foreign country, you better believe the IRS is going to be knocking on your door wanting to know why you're not reporting that income. And at the very least, you're going to have to explain that. And it seems like every time the IRS tried to do that with Joe Biden, they got stymied. 
That seems to be like an implication. Um, and my opinion is that those committees should continue to do their work. And when we have a, a definite link to Joe Biden, and by that, I, I was a prosecutor for 25 years, uh, Mandy, I probably have a higher uh, standard, higher threshold than many others do. But um, Joe Biden receives money or there is some evidence that Joe Biden, um, knowing that Hunter Biden received money, uh, took a certain action. OK, that's interesting. Because there's a load of evidence to that point. I mean, just yesterday there was a bombshell. This is why I wondered when he went on, would that bombshell affect the way he explains it? And I'm like, you're a prosecutor. You don't see what came out yesterday that the Biden household is listed as the recipient. That Biden actually meets with the person who sends the payment to the Biden address. And that Biden writes recommendation letters for the kids of the person who sent the money to the Biden address? Like, that's not an implication. I don't know. I don't know how else to spell that out. Buck claims that staff, and again, this is on with Mandy Connell earlier today. Buck claims the staff of Oversight Committee told him that they don't have direct evidence. I met with the uh, staff of the uh, Oversight Committee who is taking the lead on, on this particular uh, issue. And they uh, were not able to identify that. And they told me, uh, quite frankly, that it's an ongoing investigation. And I respect that. And at any time um, where they have that evidence, I am uh, absolutely in favor of an impeachment inquiry and, and probably with the right nexus to, to Joe Biden voting for impeachment. I, I would love to know what he considers to be the direct link. What does it actually take to get the smoking gun for Buck? Because we also know, and we'll talk to Miranda Devine about this tomorrow, but we also know that Joe Biden was sharing accounts, bank accounts, with Hunter Biden. We know that Hunter Biden is selling worthless pieces of art after hanging them in the White House for $600,000. There's no way Joe Biden isn't in on what his son is doing. New revelation came out late yesterday. Hunter Biden actually said that his only asset is his family's brand. What is that if not selling it? And 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 how how does how does a dad who's supposed to be astute enough to lead the United States of America not be aware of his son selling his brand? Come on, man. Come on, Ken Buck. Clearly you're smarter than this. I met I think it is a distraction right now when we can't even pass appropriations bills to start talking about impeachment. Uh, it is the wrong uh, word to use in, in my mind until we have more evidence. And it is uh, really uh, sort of a retribution for the, the Trump impeachments. I think what Hunter Biden did was absolutely reprehensible. I think that as a dad, uh, Joe Biden should have sat his son down and said, you know what? You are disgracing me. You're disgracing our family. You're disgracing our country. But that is not impeachable uh, until such time as we have a high crime or misdemeanor. There's one other possible explanation for this. And it involves giving Ken Buck the benefit of the doubt, which I'm apt to do because I want to be fair. And I like the guy. The other possibility that gives Ken Buck the benefit of the doubt here, and I'm not saying I agree with this as a potential strategy, but it could be a strategy that at least makes sense, is that Ken Buck is trying to play the slightly longer game 
where he does the he does the John Adams thing. Okay, if you go back in history and you you learn about John Adams and Sam Adams, they were cousins. Samuel Adams was fiery. Yeah, yeah. B. Large is in there doing the tip up. Yeah, Sam Adams, the beer guy. Yes, he was an instigator. He wanted action. He was fiery. He was a firebrand. Um, John Adams was much more stoic, much more the statesman, much more the reserved, right? But when the time actually came to go all in, John Adams was one of the great founding fathers, despite all of his faults, and he had many. But he was one of the great founding fathers who not only risked it all, but became one of the greatest voices for independence of the United States. It is possible that Buck is playing that role to the fiery Jim Jordan and James Comer on the Oversight Committee. It is possible that he's playing that role so that in that moment that whatever he's predetermined is going to come out, and at the moment that that comes out, he comes out and goes strong, and then he's like, see, now I was reluctant, but now. Now, again, I'm giving, I'm giving Ken Buck the benefit of the doubt here. But I just thought I would throw that out there because it's worth considering. Um, anyway, he said he wasn't going to engage in the nonsense of impeachment revenge. I uh, am not going to engage in nonsense. I, I came here to respect the Constitution. Um, the Constitution has a, a clear standard. Um, it, the standard was, in my view, violated by uh, Speaker Pelosi and uh, the Democrats. I talked to a number of Democrats and said to them, uh, you know, you know this is not impeachable conduct, uh, the, the phone call between uh, President Trump and President Zelensky. And they said, yeah, but if I didn't vote for this impeachment, I would have a primary. That's not the standard that we should set in this country. And it's not the standard I'm going to lower myself to, that uh, I, I have personal uh, political uh, interests, and therefore those Trump, I shouldn't use the word Trump, I guess, but those uh, those are more important than the uh, the Constitution or uh, the the rule of law in this country. You know, on this, like in the statement of what he just said, I would never ask him to. But what I can't connect in my brain is how he doesn't see what is laid out before us with receipts doesn't rise to that level. I agree with everything he said. That as much as I have distaste for Trump, and I do. I don't like the guy, and I don't want him to be president again. Um, I also can see, I, I, I can call a spade a spade. I can see what's right in front of me, and I'm intellectually honest enough with myself to be able to look at something and go, there's a problem here. The things Trump did in terms of the call to Zelensky and all of that were not impeachable offenses. As a matter of fact, they were trying to get to the bottom of what has now become the president of the United States' impeachable offenses. And that's kind of the point. When Trump was talking to Zelensky, he was trying to get information about the corruption of Joe Biden, which is necessary for the American people to know. And now that information is coming out. And I just, I don't, again, I could respect Ken Buck's position if I shared his belief that there isn't a smoking gun for Joe Biden, and that's the problem. There's not just one smoking gun. There's multiple smoking Gatlin guns and nuclear missiles. It's wild to me.
wild to me. All right. Gavin Newsom's hair is speaking. A little talk uh, about Ford as well. 630K How, Denver Star. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. To more uncommon sense with Leland Conway on 6:30 KHOW, Denver's talk station. All right, we're going to get back into uh, the whole discussion about Ken Buck on with Mandy Connell earlier today and uh, impeachment of Joe Biden and all that kind of stuff. We'll dig into that a little bit more later. Also, we've got some local stories. We're going to cover um, more information on that potential ban of gas-powered lawnmowers, Proposition HH, which is a total an absolute um, snow job. But I think people are starting to realize it. The poll numbers show that people are starting to realize what's going on there. So I have faith in Colorado voters. But I want to bring on my friend Christy Burton-Brown now. One of the things that I'm super passionate about, and I know she is as well, obviously, um, is parental choice when it comes to school. And um, I've long been a supporter of school choice, and we're seeing now, I think, across the country, the reason why that's so important. Because the things that are happening in our schools from smaller, I don't, I don't want to call it a small issue, but the kid that was kicked out of class over the don't tread on me patch on his backpack, um, to bigger issues like messing with kids' minds over gender issues and forced masking and shutting down schools. This is why parents should have a choice. And there's a really cool event that's coming up from Advanced Colorado, the Parents' Rights Education Summit. And I want to make you aware of this, and so does Christy, and she joins us now. Christy Burton-Brown, welcome back. How are you? Thanks. I'm great, Leland. Um, I'm excited about this. I was kind of reading through the notes on it. Um, and you guys are going to have some sessions that I think it's worth telling people about. There, there's going to be a deep dive into why school choice matters, which I think a lot of people uh, can kind of see the writing on the wall there. I love this question. Is education a civil rights issue of our day? Let's talk about that first. Yeah, I do think it's an important question because we often think of civil rights, of course, as like backwards civil rights movement existed or people on the pro, pro-life side will say, oh, civil right of the unborn, every person to have equality. But I think that's what's really important about civil rights. Civil rights is based on a view of equality and opportunity, that everyone should have equal opportunity in America. And so if you look at the current modern education system, there are so many ways that it is denying children an equal opportunity to flourish, to learn, to thrive, and it surely is shutting parents out of their rights 
to oversee their child's education. So I think we're seeing a system that's trampling on rights, and it actually often is um, low-income kids, working-class families, and in Colorado, Hispanic families who are treated the worst in the system. Why do you think... I'm stepping into some dangerous minefield grind, ground here, Christy. But I mean, I know, okay. I know, I know you're not afraid of it either. So I'll I'll just kind of go there. Why do you think, despite all of the terrible results we see year after year in terms of testing, in terms of outcomes, especially in like a city like Denver, right? Like the outcomes, especially yeah. for the minority groups that you just mentioned, they're so bad. Why do you think, despite yeah. all of that? Every time you turn on the TV, there's some politician talking about the heroes in our education system. And yet what parents see, what comes home to parents, what's happening to children's minds, what's taking place is more like an attempt to kidnap our kids than it is to educate them. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And I think part of the problem is, A, there's a huge disconnect between, you know, and I think it's really at the heart of it, it's because of the teachers' union. And what they do is they come in and paint this rosy picture, try and disconnect these these great stories. And there are some educators, absolutely amazing. My sure. sister-in-law is a teacher, amazing teachers out there. And in fact, Advanced Colorado has a position that teachers should be paid more in Colorado. Uh, so we're pro-teacher. But the problem is there's a disconnect between, oh, these amazing educators and the system. The system is what is bad. It's what traps kids. When you talk about a city like Denver, and other cities in Colorado, and there's a big problem even with transportation, when parents technically have the right in Colorado with open enrollment to put their kid in a higher performing school, but the school won't get you there. They'll only take your kid to the nearest school. And so you can see how for low income working class families, both parents work, they rely on the transportation, and they can't get it to the school they want to send their kids to. And then you have the school boards that shut down good charter schools that would create real competition. There's just so many layers of systemic problems. And and the teachers union wants that. They want to disconnect reality and the systems from like the great stories they'd rather everyone hear and think that that actually exists in every school when it doesn't. Yeah. I, I, I hear you on great teachers and great educators. My mom was an educator as well. Uh, almost her entire life. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I nice. and I and I hear you on that, and I agree with you on that. But I also tend to think that you know a company is the sum of its employees, and there's an element where the system is part of the problem, but the system is is created by, operated within, upheld by, and and furthered by not just the boards but also the employees. So. There, there has to be a point at which accountability is is brought to bear. And I think the only way to do that and to encourage and 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 draw and because I agree with you about paying more for great educators, they should absolutely be paid more. It's well worth more than what it pays. Um, but to yeah. draw those great educators in at a higher rate than what I think are are there now. I think there has to be what you're talking about with a summit like this where parents begin to retake control. They have to reseize the ground in order to make that accountability there to give cover to those great educators that want to stand up against the system that's broken. Does that make sense? I, it 100% makes sense, and I agree with you entirely because, yes, while you and I have both been related to people who are great educators, um, we obviously see all over like TikTok and social media videos of absolutely horrendous teachers who are there to push agendas on children and parents. It's often hidden from parents. Information is kept from them. 
And I think part of it, when you contrast public school standards like the neighborhood public school with charter schools, a lot of charter schools are able to operate in a way where you don't necessarily have to have a teaching degree to teach. You can be qualified in another field or with another degree. Mm -hmm. But your neighborhood school often requires no experience whatsoever, (laughs) either in life or in what you're teaching a child. All you have to do is go get a piece of paper from a college that says you're qualified to teach kids. Is that a real measure of who actually has the knowledge, information, and passion to teach these vulnerable children good skills and real education for life? The numbers and the test scores would indicate that it's a terrible measure and that we're not attracting the best teachers here in Colorado. For years, the tests have shown really bad results. But you see these schools that actually find experts who can teach kids they often have much better results. So that's just one example of a way the system is broken. And yes, sometimes it is connected to the employees who are being brought in. You want to hear something funny? Um, this probably will shock a lot of people because I'm I'm just a big idiot on a microphone. But I actually <laughs> I actually taught at my university alma mater briefly. Um, and mm. the the interesting wow. thing was I was brought in as an interim um, because the the head of the department in communications was was going through some some health stuff and I could not have had I wanted to and I didn't want to because I've been in this business for 20 some odd years and I love it and I didn't necessarily want to be like a full-time educator but I got to tell you Christy I enjoyed the heck out of it I really enjoyed mentoring young kids and seeing those light bulbs go off but what was funny is I couldn't have become a full-time professor at the school because I only had a bachelor's degree in communications. Now, I had, tw- at the time, 15 years of experience in the industry. I was currently working in the industry and have continued to work in the industry. But only someone who had gone and gotten a master's degree and probably never worked a day in the business was allowed to teach kids about the business, except in this one little exception for a temporary situation, right? So that, that I mean, it's a side note, but it kind of makes your point, and that's a higher education, not, not regular school. But to your point, it doesn't make any sense. If you do have somebody that wants to give back, right. maybe, maybe law enforcement or a trade school, somebody that's really built a business and wants to teach some of those trade school thoughts or, or skills or whatever, yeah. why could not we open it up to that and, and see what happens? Absolutely. And, and that's one thing that one of our panels is going to cover in this event on October 21st is what, what should the future of a modern education system look like mm-hmm. uh, when so many things are failing our kids and not preparing them for like the real world where they have to go <laughs> get a real job. Right. Um, how, how can we change? So it's not just, you know, it's a day where we're going to talk about everything that's bad and broken in the system. A lot of us know that. Parents are personally experiencing it. Right. And we will talk about that to some degree. But we also want it to be, a, okay, what do we do about it? Um, <laughs> what are the changes that need, we need to push for in Colorado? And a huge point we're going to be focusing on is what are your rights as parents? Because yeah. I have talked to parents. Incidentally, in my case, it's more so been Hispanic moms who have talked to me and said, I tried to go into my school and object this that was going on with my kid or i asked for a book list and they're just their barriers are put up and they're told no oh we can't give that to you oh you don't get that and so they don't know where to go they don't know how to fight for their rights yeah and i think as parents we have to know confidently exactly what our rights are and how we can exercise them while still being professionals i think about it and doing it in a a winsome way yeah so that's one thing we really want to do is help empower parents no there's no reason to give fuel to some of the the more hot-headed people on the left and and be unprofessional and 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 be hateful in any way i mean um 
uh, you, you're you're talking about this, and I my mind goes. I forget the lady's name, but we had her on here not too long ago. It was earlier this year. She's a mother that I think she's in Connecticut, and she's been sued multiple times by by the school board because she has done FOIA requests asking for the full curriculum that's being taught in some areas that are rather sensitive. And the fact that she's being sued and her finances are being drained as a result of, I think she's got some organization that's helping her out, but like that goes to your point where does she not have a right to simply be able to, I mean, why should you even have to go through the process of a FOIA request? And we know they were doing that. The, 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 the national teachers union, they were doing that. They were, they were encouraging these lawsuits against parents who would come in and do a FOIA request, or they were encouraging these exorbitant fees for that FOIA request and yet, it should yeah. just be a, it should just be understood that a parent can walk in and see whatever the heck they want to. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, curriculum transparency is huge, and in my view, like book lists should be given to parents like, yeah. voluntarily yeah. at the beginning of a year. Here, here are all the books we're going to be reading your kids in class. Here are all the ones we're going to be sending home with them. Like, it, there should be a relationship, in my view, between mm. parents and the schools instead of this barrier that's often erected. Like, hey, no. We have your kids. We've got it. You stay out. Yeah. That's how parents are treated. It's so wrong. Yeah. Thankfully, so many parents, and honestly, COVID is one of the things that did it. Right. Um, it really got parents involved because they had this open window through Zoom um, into their kids' school. And they're like, what is going on here? Yeah. That's the one good thing that came out of that is they got too cute by half by doing the Zoom thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, parents yep. were like, and now they're like, oh, no, you can't have a camera in the classroom. <laughs> you guys gave yeah, us one right. for a year. <laughs> uh-huh. Clearly possible. Yeah. You just want to hide what you do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So this event is the 21st. If people are listening, they have kids, or even if they don't have kids, but they got grandkids or they're just everybody's favorite uncle like myself right um how can they (laughs) get involved and come and help with this and learn more and then help parents get their rights back yes so people can come it's a completely free event 100 percent free lunch is included uh so it'll be on october 21st and you can get all the details on advancedcolorado.org go to the website it's on our homepage. the parents rights education summit uh, advancedcolorado.org. You can register there and you'll be registered for the whole, it's a nine o'clock to two o'clock in the Denver Tech Center area. So central location, easy to get to. Um, and yeah, just come meet other parents who want to get engaged on fighting for their rights, learn about school choice, and we will give plenty of opportunity for people to know how to jump in and get engaged awesome. uh, that day. Love it. Love it. And we'll have you on again before that event too, just to make sure people are reminded of when it is and how to get there and all that good stuff. So love it. Oh, Thank perfect. you so much, Thank Christy. You, really. we, it's good to talk to you. Thanks for doing this. You too. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Christy Burton Brown, Advanced Colorado. Uh, again, parents getting their rights back. It's a huge issue. It is a huge issue. And you know what? This is one that's bipartisan, in my opinion. I mean, look at what's going on in San Francisco. I'll tell you about that in a second. 630K, how Denver's talk station. Boy, that Michael Francis, that mobster guy, that dude's an interesting cat right there. I'm fascinated with mobsters. Don't want to be one. Don't want to cross one. Don't want to wake one mad. But they're interesting cats, that's for sure. All right, coming up next, speaking of crime, as our buddy Joe Paggs mentioned, um, really interesting. There was, by the way, there was a debate last night in the Republican primary. I don't know if you knew that or not, but there was. I got one soundbite from it. One. And it's probably the most important one. And I'll play that for you when we continue. Plus more Ken Buck stuff. And oil prices could go as high as 150 bucks 
and it'll destroy us all. 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. Now, impact traffic. This report is sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Traffic is moving slowly, getting around an accident on the Boulder Turnpike, 36 westbound at McCaslin. The right lane is blocked. Traffic is slow from Northwest Parkway. There is road construction happening that's slowing you down. 6th Avenue westbound at Indiana Street. And be prepared for stop-and-go traffic, I-25 southbound, starting at Colfax, getting down past 6th Avenue. Denver weather heading up toward 89 and sunshine. Tonight, getting down toward 52. Right now, it's sunny and 88. With your impact traffic and weather, Karen Johnson, 630 KHOW. As the world keeps changing, so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Hey guys, for those of you with a full head of hair, congratulations. Studies show that one of the most attractive physical features is a full head of hair. Want to know the least attractive and the most aging? It's hair loss. No amount of car, house, or success can make up for that thinning or balding as it leaves the greatest lasting physical impression. It doesn't have to be that way. Advanced Hair has the quick one-day solution to your hair loss and can help you look 10 to 20 years younger. No more expensive pills or special shampoos. Just your very own natural hair that is guaranteed to grow. And with Advanced Hair, your new hair can grow for life. Advanced Hair has improved tens of thousands of lives, including top radio personalities, heck, even me. Did I mention your own natural hair begins to regrow the very next day? So for your free consultation, call 720-459-HAIR. And if you qualify, get $250 off and 250 free hair grafts. That's 720-459-HAIR. Or check out the before and after photos. Go online, advancedhair.com. Hi, I'm Donnie, owner of Fitness Gallery War. We believe there's nothing more important than your health, which is why we carry the world's finest fitness equipment. Over the last 25 years, we've helped Colorado and save time by working out with the convenience, comfort, and safety of their own home. We deliver, we install, we service everything we sell. Our stuff is the smoothest, quietest. It has the best warranties you could possibly get in the industry. We have great financing. We guarantee the nation's best pricing on every product we sell. Can't tell you over the last 25 years how many thousands of customers have bought the big box products or the online products and they don't use it or it falls apart on them. People come in here to buy quality. When you buy quality, you never regret it. When you don't, you always regret it or you won't use it. We're not just here to sell you something. We're here to help you achieve your goals. Please visit one of our seven convenient locations from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins or go to fitnessgallery.com. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FALL45 for an extra 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FALL45 for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code FALL45. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.